everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I am your host Leela Winston. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can apply that Word to our lives in a practical way and also so that we can discover the purpose of our lives and to pursue that purpose. And um, I think this Bible study that we're going to do is really going to help us to kind of understand that purpose and, you know, um, how we fit into it. Um, We have discussed some very interesting things of late, particularly the Calling series. I hope you'll pick that up. And we're going to go into a little bit more, uh, you know, depth about some of the things in our purpose. Um, But I want to talk about something that is uh, usable for everyone, not if you're just a preacher or a teacher or an evangelist or, you know, um, an apostle or, you know, this is something that everyone can use in their purpose as they understand their lives. So this is not exclusively for anyone, but every believer should know about the different gifts and the different callings, um, not just so that you know their operation and how they might, you know, support your work and your life, but also so that you can teach others because Uh, inevitably, um, you as a believer are supposed to preach the gospel and also make disciples of men. So that means that there will be people coming up underneath you who might, you know, learn from your life, um, your teachings, your work, and you need to be able to provide some insight for them. So it's always good to learn about these different callings, even if they don't pertain to you, you know, even if you have no idea what, you know, they do, what they it just isn't a factor in your life. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this uh, study. So I want to read our anchor text. It's going to be in Psalms chapter 90, uh, verse uh, 9. And I have to tell you, Psalms 90 is one of my favorite um, chapter, one of my favorite chapters in Psalms. And so I want to encourage you to read that. Um, it's just beautiful. You know what I mean? If you are someone who enjoys poetry like I do, then you'll love the Psalms. So let's go ahead and look at Psalms chapter 90, verse 9. It says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Now, while that doesn't seem very uplifting or, you know, it, um, or good, it does tell us something very interesting about our lives. And I think in the Bible, we need to take time to kind of glean out uh, from the scriptures things about our life so that we can make more sense of our life. It will help you in numerous ways, even in ways that you did not understand or know that you needed. But if you read this verse, as it says in Psalms 90 and 9, we spend our years as a tale that is told. So in essence, he's kind of saying you spend your life like a novel that's already been written. Think about that. So we're an open book that has been written and it is unfolding before us. In all of our needs and our wants, our prayers and supplications, all of that is included. You have to understand that your life is a book. You talk about the Lamb's book of life. There's lots of conversation about books in the Bible, scrolls, things written down. And I think we need to take note of that, of how our life is a tale that is told. You know, as someone who is a writer, I'm very keenly aware of the idea of writing, about telling tales and how that may go. So I think it's really important for you to understand what that is. Um, 
for your life and understanding how God is. You know, if I'm an author and I know how to write a book, um, that means I kind of have a window in into how God thinks, into how God creates things. And so I want to have this discussion about our life because we're living it as we go along and we have this purpose and we're trying to live it out. This verse is actually overlooked and I think it's often overlooked because there is an uneasy relationship with the concept of predestination when it comes to believers. I think we like it and I think we don't like it at the same time. Um, Or even a lack of understanding about destiny and the uncertainty of life. So is life certain or is it uncertain? I'm not actually trying to or attempting to fully answer that question here. I think there are many levels to it. And I think if we are prescient and we study the scriptures, I think we can start seeing glimpses into what is actually going on in our life. That is why I say Psalms 90 and 9 is very important. So we need to start asking, how is it possible that our fervent prayers have an effect even on our story if it is a story that is told and we are predestined. So you're predestined and you spend your life as a story that is told and yet your prayers can have an impact. So these are complex ideas, but I want you to imagine destiny kind of like a train on a track. It has already been predestined to go to a place, to stop at a certain place. And unlike a car, a train does not have the option of not passing certain stations on that track, simply by the fact that it must follow the track. And I think this is really a key point to understand when you think about this idea of staying on track or this idea of tracks. If you think of life kind of like a train on a track, you understand it doesn't have the liberty of making turns. It does have the liberty of making stops, though. That's important to understand. The train is then predestined to arrive at the final destination on that track. However, things can happen along that journey, and that's really the important thing you need to understand as a believer on your journey to where where you need to go, your purpose. Your purpose, if you when you find your purpose or begin to truly walk in it, that is the day you start heading toward the end. I said that sounds really deep and scary, but that's the day you know where you need to go. That's the day when you know what the end shall be. And I'm not saying the end is, you know, you know specifically on what day. I mean, maybe God will reveal that to you. I think he does to some people, um, whether they say it or not. But that is what I'm saying. Things can happen along your journey. You can, say, jump off the train. The train can be derailed. You can stop the train. You could blow yourself up on the train. I mean, it does not change the fact the train that the train is still predestined to one destination. The question is, how would you like to get there? Or would you like to get there at all? And I think this is what we need to understand is that there is a goal in mind. If I predestine you, if I tell you to get on the northbound train, I have predestined you to get on that northbound train. Maybe the last stop is... Uh, I don't know, New Jersey, if you're in the United States, or maybe if you're in another country, maybe the last stop is like East London, you know, whatever it may be, you're on a train and it has a destination. And what that means is, is that you, when you buy that ticket, 
you are predestined to get to that destination. Now, will you make it there? I really hope you do. (laughs) But between you getting on that train and you making it to your destination, there's a whole lot of choices that come into play while you're sitting on that train. You could get off at the first stop. Like I said, you could jump out. You, the train could stop. You could, whatever it could be. So I want to turn you to some things that Paul said in First Timothy. I want you, if you can, turn to First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. We kind of overlook this, but I just want you to sort of dig into what he's saying, okay? He says, this charge I... This charge I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on you, that you by them might as war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some have put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Think about this. What am I getting at? I'm getting at that shipwreck part in verse 19. They did not reach their destination. You know, ships are also predestined too. Even though they have a lot of leeway where they can go, most ships follow a certain path because there's certain currents in the water. And if you get off of that, you could end up in some pretty bad situations, you know. And so ships tend to have a destination. Um, most ships don't leave their port unless there is a definite destination. It's not just like we're going out here in the water and hopefully we get somewhere. They usually have a destination. For one thing, in order for you to dock your ship or your boat or whatever kind of sailing vessel at any one's port, you need permission to do so. So it's not like you can just sail up. And I'll tell you, you know, um, I was doing some reporting one time and I was doing some research on some of the ships that would come into port and from time to time you may not know this but from time to time ships will dock into port will come to certain ports and there will be no manifest something that says this is where I'm coming from and this is why I'm here sometimes a ship will just you know kind of pull up on a country and say hey I'm here and it is then that the port has to corroborate why the ship is there you have to send over papers and documents they have to communicate back to the country of origin where that ship is from how do i know this you you can't fool a journalist we know so much stuff just because we've talked to a lot of people and done a lot of research so that's kind of where i get i got that understanding but i want you to get it i'm telling you so you can get it and understand that ships don't leave port their own port unless they have a destination because they cannot land (laughs) if they don't have permission to do so and that is what you need to know and so the only ship the only reason a ship will not make it to their place of origin or their destination is if something goes wrong the word destiny means a specific future or outcome that results from a predetermined or inevitable course of events. So if this inevitable course of events happen, you should arrive at your destination. If you stay on the train tracks, you should get there. If you stay on the route that the ship goes to get to, I don't know, uh, Antarctica, you should arrive. But what if you don't? 
And that is where we come in. That is where our choice comes in. Just like we read uh, in that scripture in 1 Timothy verse 1, 18 to 19, where Paul talks to Timothy and tells him that some have shipwrecked concerning the faith. What does that mean? Faith is leading you somewhere but they did not keep going in that direction. And the only reason they didn't make it there is because they were shipwrecked. In fact, that's actually how a lot of times, um, you know, if there's no emergency, you know, signal that goes out, that a lot of times that's how, you know, they find out that a ship has shipwrecked or something has gone afoul, is that it does not arrive at its destination. So a ship never leave its, leaves its port without a predestination from its place of origin. And the only reason the ship will not make it to its destination is because something goes wrong. The word destiny is a specific future. And so this is kind of where we get the word destination or the, where the word uh, destiny comes from. It's the intended final stop for a planned journey. So God predestines us. He has an intended, okay, final stop for a planned journey, a planned story. He has a destination for you and I. We have these wonderful things called choices that we can make that can determine whether we are shipwrecked, whether we jump off the train, you know, whatever it is, whether we get off at the wrong stop. God has a destination for you. You must understand that God has a plan and he knows how to get you there and how to get you there the best way. And while you're on that ship or that train, he knows how to get the best out of you. No one else knows that better than him. That is why trusting him and putting your faith in him is so important. That is why following the purpose he has given you is so important. Not what someone else has given you know, someone else has or what someone else is doing. I mean, there's a lot of things that people are doing in the world that seem really exciting to me and seem like a thing that maybe one should, you know, really consider doing. But I can't do that. I cannot not follow the path that God has for me, whether people think that path looks good or not. That's not my uh, concern. My concern is getting to the destination that God has for me along the journey, on the track, on the ship that he wants me to go. So you must understand that God does have a plan and he knows how to get you there. Just as it says in verse nine, it says, God knows how. Now, if we think about the verse that we um, introduced before, God knows how uh, to save those from temptation. God knows how to save us. You know, that we talked about before in our Bible study, God knows how to save you. He knows when. And so we don't always have the luxury of knowing. And quite frankly, God really doesn't tell us always. Like, I'm not sure what that's about, <laughs> why he doesn't give us all the information. But that's really not our business. Our business, I think, is to have faith in him and let that faith be strengthened as he leads us. That really is it. And I think maybe that's the reason why he doesn't tell us everything is so that our faith can grow in him as he shows you along the way. See, I was going to get you to the next stop. And yes, we did get to the rest stop. And yeah, we're getting closer to our destination. He wants you to have faith in him. So I want you to ask yourself, what did the Hebrews do 
to go into bondage the first time. I think this is really important for us to understand in this conversation about destiny, about moving toward what God has for us and purpose. What did they do wrong to get into, you know, Egypt the first time? A hard labor, hard bondage. What wrong did they do? What sin did they commit? I'll wait. No, I won't wait because I'm just going to tell you the answer. They did nothing wrong. They did nothing wrong. Okay, the first time they did nothing wrong. So God allowed it, despite the fact that no one had done anything wrong. You know, what priest, you know, did Abraham or Jacob disobey? No one. <laughs> there were there wasn't a priesthood at that time. You know, and 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 it wasn't a there wasn't a priesthood for four hundred years. Not until they went into the wilderness. So God's plans are not always revealed, but it doesn't mean they're not going to be in the fullness of time. The fullness of time is as it unravels, as it unveils. You get on this train, you know that you call um, purpose, and you're headed in a direction. And it stops at different places. It allows you to get off. It allows you to make a difference, a contribution. But then you gotta stay on that track. You gotta keep going toward what God wants. You can't stay at a destination. I'm sorry. You can't stay at a stop when God is only meant for it to be a stop. And He has a destination for you. He has predestined you. He has a plan for you, and you have to stay on it. On that track, that track is faith in God. When we lose faith in God, when we decide, you know, I'm gonna do it my own way, I'm gonna follow my own way, and we jump off the train, we decide to turn the ship in a different way, or, you know, when we do that, we we assume that we have a car when we're really on a train, and we end up anywhere. God has specific stops that He needs for you to do along the way in your purpose. That's a really critical point. I want you to understand. That's why destiny and predestination is so important. God wants you to get to that end point, but you have to use obedience and faith to continue going, even when you don't understand where the train is, even when the train stops. If you've ever taken a train trip, and I remember some years back, I took a very long train trip, and sometimes the train would stop. Now I don't know if it was like, I mean, it can't be gassing up because it's a train, right? So I'm not sure what it was doing. Sometimes. It would stop places and people would get on. I could get that. I understood that. But then sometimes it would stop in the middle, what looked like the middle of nowhere, and nothing was happening. And we were just sitting there. And I was thinking to myself, Has something gone wrong? Will the train keep going? Luckily, I didn't jump off and say, You know what? Forget this. I'm going to find my own way. Instead, I was patient. I sat still, and after a time, the train started rolling again. I may not have known what was going on, but God. But the I'm sorry, but the the conductor did. Sometimes later on, the conductor might announce over the speaker, you know, there was someone who got sick, and we had to let them off, or we needed to, you know,、uh, replace, you know, some sort of equipment, or we had to pick up a load here or there. Sometimes you get those, you know, explanations, but sometimes you don't. And that's why it's important to submit to God, even in your purpose, even as you're going through places you don't understand what your purpose is there. Like, why did we stop here? Like, I don't get it. Don't 
underestimate the predestination that God has for your own ideas and your own agenda. Pray God has ways to allow you along this journey to have some of the things that you want, but don't let that be a reason to make you get off the train or the ship. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. This wasn't a very long message, but I thought it was an important message for us to have, that we could understand predestination a little bit better, that we could understand that God has a purpose for our life and the importance of faith in that and the importance of knowing that God knows how to get you there. So I want to thank you so much. I hope I see you at the end. God bless. Bye.